0: John chapter one, all the sixth grade and down can be dismissed to go to class with Miss Stacy. Alyssa, bring me that water bottle that you were drinking. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, babe. John one. We're gonna read about we're gonna preach about Jesus Christ this morning the Son of God we're just gonna read uh, four verses this morning so not a lengthy text but as you take your Bibles to John uh, he's introduced we see that last week or we have talked about who's the introducer the introducer is John the Baptist and he's introducing Jesus Christ uh, now <clears throat> we're gonna get into that a little bit uh, this morning but as we look at this text we'll, we'll uh, We'll go to a lot of different texts this morning. I don't normally do that, but I've got a lot of references to read this morning. So uh, you can try to follow along with me or just write them down there. But uh, Jesus Christ was the Son of God. He was the Son of God. So we've got our Bibles open to uh, John chapter 1. Let's begin reading in verse number 14, if you will stand, just out of respect to reading God's word. If you can, John chapter 1 and verse 14. Let's read And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, and the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him, and cried, saying, This was he of whom I speak, he that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And his fullness was, and his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace, and the for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, He hath declared Him. So we're going to take these four verses and focus in. On these verses and verse number 14 you will notice the residence of Jesus Christ where did he live where was he from where did he reside and we'll take that and we'll look at that in the introduction and uh, thank you so much for standing you may be seated thank you so much verse number 14 where did Jesus Christ reside and verse number 14 in the Word of God was made flesh and dwelt among us you will see that the Jesus Christ But you say, how do you know that was Jesus Christ? Because he was the only one to come from heaven and live on the earth. So he came and dwelt among us. Now, us being the Jews, us being those people that he dwelt with, those people that he lived with, his mother, his father, uh, those people, his brothers, his cousins, his, his family, that's who he dwelt among. Jesus Christ came and he lived, and not only... Do we see that he dwelt among us, but the manner in which he the manner in which he lived, the Bible says, and we beheld his glory and the glory of the only begotten, full of grace and truth. Now, if you'll read this verse as well, you will say, How was he made? He was made in the flesh, God, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He was not a created being. He was not someone that uh, that God decided he was going to create. He was and is God. And when the time came, he came to this earth in the flesh. He came as a little baby, but as a little baby, he was an all knowing God. He was that, he was still Christ. The residence the manner in which he was made, he was made flesh. And then you will see here that we beheld him. We beheld his glory. I mean, and I want you to think about this for just a moment. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, if, if he was to live today, you and I would think there's no way that we'd kill him. There's no way that we'd take him and put him on the cross and kill him for everybody. That, I mean, think about that for just a moment. What would cause people to take the Son of God and kill him? Because he didn't look any different than anyone else. But the Bible says that in the book of John, he says that he, they beheld his glory. There were some people that were enlightened. They saw Jesus for who he really was and that was the son of God. He was not a prophet. He was not a good prophet. He wasn't a good teacher. He was the son of God and they beheld his glory. That's who Jesus Christ was and they beheld his glory. Now. As we've looked at this, and we'll we'll, we'll look at this as we get closer to Christmas especially, but the Bible says that they followed the star. We sing about that. Who was that star leading them to? That star was leading them to Christ. What was the importance of that star? It was to point to Christ And as the men and women and and the animals made their way to see Christ, they beheld his glory. As the wise men came in, now, now a lot of a lot of people, a lot of things uh, say that there were three wise men. It doesn't necessarily. The Bible doesn't tell us that there were three wise men. The Bible doesn't tell us that there were only three wise men. There could have been ten wise men or fifteen wise men. But all we know is they were carrying three gifts: gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But you know what? They were coming. They were coming to behold the glory of God. And this is what John is writing about. John is saying, "Hey." You behold the glory of God. There's only one God. There's only one Jesus. And we got to see his glory. We did. What a great great thing to be able to see and partake and touch. I can't imagine being Mary. Well, I can't imagine being a woman. But I can't even imagine being Mary as she held that baby. And knowing that baby was the son of God. God and she beheld his glory that she beheld his glory so we see his residence was here his residence not only was here but he was made flesh and they beheld him (coughs) now under the sermon so let's talk about Jesus Christ three different things and we'll uh, and I'll be done three different things number one is Jesus Christ is and was and always will be eternal. You say, what do you mean by that? Look in verse number 15. John bear witness of him. Who's that John? That's John the Baptist in verse and that we talked about earlier. John the Baptist was a man who prepared the way of the Lord. Now, Now, understand John the Baptist was a family member of Jesus Christ. John the Baptist was only six months older than Jesus. The Bible says in Luke chapter number one, and verse number thirty-six, and beheld thy cousin Elizabeth; she hath conceived a son in her old age, and this is the is the sixth month with her, who is called barren. Jesus Christ, uh, our God, allowed Elizabeth to have a child, and that child was John the Baptist. And John the Baptist prepared the way of the Lord. Verse number fifteen. He became he bear witness of him and cried saying this is a he of whom I spake he that cometh after me is before preferred before me and look, look at the rest of that verse for he was what he was where before who now John the Baptist was born six months after Jesus Christ so was John the Baptist before Jesus he was on earth but John says he wasn't before Jesus Christ John is establishing to us that God Jesus Christ the Son of God is eternal that means that John the Baptist he was yet older physically in a human body than Jesus Christ Jesus Christ was yet older than him because he was already there he was. He had already been there, as we read. As you read the rest, or, or, or go backwards a little bit, the Bible says all things were made by Him, and without anything was not anything made. So Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who was all the way in the beginning, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus Christ was in the beginning, and He was before John the Baptist. The Bible says that Jesus or God says, "Let us create man in our image." He was talking. To Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost Jesus Christ was yet born as a little boy but that's not when his life began he was born I'm sorry he was never born he wasn't created God didn't say well I need a son Yep, let's make him he wasn't a fallen angel he wasn't an angel he is and was deity the Son of God how do I identify you say well that doesn't make any sense yeah listen there's God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Ghost those three. First John 5 7 says that there are three that bear record in heaven and these three are one every one of them you can't have uh, it, as, as Jesus left heaven guess who is still in, in, in heaven God was and when Jesus came and indwelt a woman to be a baby guess where God was in heaven but guess where God was in the womb and when that when that boy was born he was still a boy and yet he was still God and and he never stopped being God and he never stopped being human and it was at all times he has always been and always will be the Son of God. He is eternal from the beginning of time to the end of time. He will always be Jesus Christ. He is eternal. He never stopped. And he never had a starting point. Well, when did, when did God come about? He's been here forever. Well, how long is forever? It's forever. I don't grab it. I don't understand it. You don't have to understand it, honey. God's been here forever. Eternity's hard to understand. Eternity, for my mind, is hard to understand. But I'm going to tell you, we've, we've lived here. This is our third Christmas. That's hard to believe that I've been here three years. April will be three years for us. Man, that's hard to believe. Lindsay's about to be one year old. And you know how fast that passed? Just like that. When I die, I'll get to go to heaven. Not because of how good I am, but because of his eternity. And because of him, eternity will pass. And it will pass, and it will never end. It will never end. What are you going to do for eternity? I don't know. Set at Jesus' feet learn? Well, what are you going to do after the first 10 years? Well, I'm going to set at Jesus' feet and learn? Eternity. How long is eternity? Forever and ever and ever. You're going to get tired of me. All right. <laughs> You'll say, "Get away from me! I'm going to my corner of heaven. You stay over there." Oh, well, hey. <clears throat> You're going back to your mansion. You go. You go lock the door because I. Right. Heaven, is forever. And not only is heaven forever, but Jesus Christ is forever. Always has been. Always will be. Now, we see that he's eternal. We see that he was he was eternal. He was not only that, but number two, he is full of grace and truth. Look at verse number sixteen. <coughs> Bible says, And his fullness have we all received, and grace for grace. Listen to this. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by who? Who brought brought grace and truth? Jesus Christ brought grace and truth. (coughs) The truth shall make you free. What is grace? Grace is God's favor bestowed on those who don't have it or those who don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. There's been a lot of things I don't deserve, but I've got them. Anybody like that? It's me. But God's grace is that. God's, as as some would call it, God's is an unmerited favor. Just, now I want you to just think about this for just a moment. Just the truth, just truth, we would all be condemned. Just truth, we would all be condemned. But Jesus Christ took care of that when he came and he died on the cross or when he was born and he lived and he died and he arose again he took care of just the truth he applied grace Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9 says uh, we are saved by grace they are not saved because of how good we are we're not saved because of what works we do we're saved because of grace and this is what Jesus Christ brought when he came to this earth and he lived and he died and he arose again he brought grace listen grace without truth would be deceitful truth without grace would be condemning but I'm going to tell you the gospel is the truth and grace grace invites the sinner grace offers a pardon grace offers a pardon to sinners truth requires Calvary Truth requires a condemnation to the sinner. But Calvary and grace commends the Savior. So the only way that I can go to heaven is having truth and grace in my life. Truth will set me free and grace will get me there. I can't, I will never be able to make it to heaven without grace and truth. Jesus Christ Brought grace and truth. (coughs) Psalms 85 and verse number 10. The Bible says, Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Mercy and truth. Grace and truth. Hallelujah. Christ has offered that to us. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter number 8. And verse verse number (coughs) 6. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also is, he is the mediator of a better covenant which was established upon better promises. He said, that does not make any sense to me. You're confusing me. Look in verse number 17. For the law was given by Moses. And then came Jesus and when Jesus came he gave us a better covenant what is that better covenant that is grace because you go back to the Old Testament they did not they did not have to to do good works to go to heaven they still had to believe in Jesus Christ they still had to believe in God just like we do it did not change salvation but it's a different covenant back then it was different than the way that it is now And now it is grace and only grace. And grace was applied when Jesus Christ came. Romans chapter 1 and verse 20. He says, therefore by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified in his sight for by the law is the knowledge of sin. The law will condemn every one of us to hell. That's the truth. I was condemned to hell. And then came Jesus. Then come grace. Something I don't deserve. Yesterday, I stood at a grave. And to be honest with you, I was so humbled to be able to stand there and bury a soldier who died. Without grace, we were condemned to die. Thank the Lord for the truth and grace. What is Jesus Christ? He's the truth and the grace. But he's not done. I have a couple more verses to read. James chapter number four. And verse number six, the Bible says, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore, he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. So what happens in our life is we experience troubles. We experience trials. We experience things that are tough to deal with. And God gives us more grace so that we can handle what we're going through. I don't understand how how that, how is that person going through that? I don't know. God's giving them the grace to be able to go through that. Not only do we get grace as a part of salvation, but I also get grace as a Christian to help me go through my difficult times in life, my troubles, my my, uh, things I I could never imagine would ever happen to me. But God gives us grace to go through those things. 1st Corinthians chapter 15 1st Corinthians chapter 15 verse number 10 he says but by the grace of God I am what I am and his grace was bestowed upon me and was not in vain but I labored more abundantly Than they all yet not I but the grace of God which was in me the grace of God the grace of God is why I'm in church today the grace of God I'm not on my way to hell the grace of God is the reason why I live in America the greatest nation in the world the reason why is because the grace of God the grace of God is the reason my parents raised me in church. The grace of God is the reason why I haven't had to live a life of sin hey, I, and, and things to that nature. Thank God for the grace that He's given me. If you've not experienced that grace, you need it. <coughs> the grace Jesus Christ is eternal. Jesus Christ is the grace and truth. And lastly, number three, Jesus Christ reveals God. Luke in verse number 18. No man hath seen who? At any time. Did you know that no man has ever seen God? At any time? You say, "Was uh, that? How is that possible? No man has seen God at any time." I'm to read to you a text: First Timothy chapter number one, verse seventeen. The Bible says, "Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, invisible." the only wise God. Be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Who is invisible? God. Hebrews 11 and verse number 27. It says, I know I'm turning to a lot of different texts this morning. Hebrews eleven twenty-seven. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. No man has seen God at any time what did Jesus Christ come to do to reveal God in this text he says no man has seen God at any time the only begotten Son which is the bosom of the Father he hath what declared him do you know what that means revealed him hey the Son of God came to reveal to us God the Father, the invisible God. That's who he's come to show us, say, God is real, God is true, God is sure. That's what he's come to reveal to us. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, come to reveal to us God. I'll ask you, have you ever seen God move? I've seen God move. I've had people tell me that they don't believe in God. I said, that, that's between them and God. <laughs> but I also asked them this, have, have you? How do you know that he's real? Have you ever seen him? Have you ever seen God? I said, no. But I sure don't believe in wind either. He said, you don't believe in wind? I said, nope, I've never seen it. But do you know what you have seen of wind? You've seen the effects of wind. And you've seen trees blown over. And you've seen things affected by the wind. No, I've never seen God. But I've seen lives affected. And I've seen people affected. And I've seen how God worked in a great and mighty way. And it was because of an invisible God working on my behalf or on your behalf. We've seen God. Effects of God. I've seen. it. I've seen. Jesus Christ came to declare, hey, he's real. He is sure God is eternal. Jesus Christ is eternal. Jesus Christ is the grace, truth. Jesus Christ came to declare (coughs) that God is real. You say, how do I know that God is real? The Bible says in Romans chapter number 1 and verse number 20, He says, for the invisible things of him from creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. What does that mean? What does that mean, preacher? That means this, that every single person who has ever looked at the mountains and ever seen the Grand Canyon and ever seen any great work of God, they know that God's real because that is him, his handiwork done. How'd that happen? How'd that happen? Did the Big Bang happen? No, God specifically placed How come the stars are innumerable? How come the galaxies are so far apart? How come it takes, uh, we, we're planning to go to Mars, you know, or, or we're planning to go to Mars. How long is it going to take us to get there? Six or seven months or something like that. How, how do you think that god said in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth he decided that mars was going to be so far from from this planet and he just spoke it into existence that is the power of god that is god revealed right there the planets you think i accidentally got there I'm not a big science buff, but I knew the, I do know this, that if the sun was any closer to, to where we are, it'd be too hot. And if it was any further away, we'd be too cold. How did it accidentally get placed to the sky where it is on the exact point that it needed to be? On accident. God, on purpose, made it the way that he did. On purpose. How is it? I love this part. How is it that when I walk down the road and I walk a little bit faster, you know what? Heart, you know what begins to beat faster? My heart and my blood begins to pump just a little bit more, and maybe even sweat begins to run from my brow. What happens? Hey, I don't have to tell my right foot to go, my left foot to go, my heart to beat a little bit faster, my eyes to blink when I need to go, my, my lips to—I mean, my, my digestive system to digest what I have. Who created that? No, by accident. Evolution did that, didn't it? Some little frog crawling out of some muck and mire did that. No, I specifically, God designed humans the way they are. I don't have to tell my body to do anything. It does it all on its own. I don't have to process my sugar. All right, process that sugar. I just ate. All right, heart, pump a little bit faster. I'm going a little bit faster. I need more blood running to my feet. It doesn't work like that. Who did that? God did and his infinite wisdom and power that is God revealed. I don't understand how doctors can look at a human being and operate on a human being and not understand that God did not create, God created that. There's not one person that can design a human the way that we operate today. There's not a big enough computer to operate the brain in which we operate today. Not one. You think that's by circumstance? You think that's just by happenstance that that takes place? No. God revealing. Jesus Christ reveals to us God. Look at yourself. God revealed in you. The Bible says that we are created in God's image. God's revealed in you. If you would let it. I'm done. But I'm asking you Is he eternal to you? Is he your grace and truth? Has he revealed God to you? Then you need to reveal it to someone else. Let's pray. God.